Dear Journal, it's me, Doug. You know, I used to be the only guy in Bluffington without a favorite band. Lucky for me, my best pal Skeeter was totally, absolutely crazy. Crazy for the beats. I thought I was such a nerd. I refused to touch that strange beacon. Hey, Doug, it's the beats' latest release. But, uh, who are the Beats? Who are the Beats? Who are the Beats? Who are the Beats? Ayo, all you killer tofus. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm the official judge, Justin. (laughs) And this is episode 205. We're arguing Doug Rocks versus Doug's Hot Ticket. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this one seems like a very like obvious matchup. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. almost shocked it took us so long to come to it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think it's like the two beats episodes. Yeah, the, the definite. Yeah, the definitive beat episodes. I mean, they're they're like similar in a lot of ways, but they're very tonally mm-hmm. different. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so it's kind of an interesting matchup. Um, for sure. And. Justin, you've joined us a couple times. Uh, you know, you did our official salute your shorts for season rankings. You, oh, yeah. you're on with us for uh, the tale of the pinball wizard. But if I'm not mistaken, Doug is your favorite Nicktoon. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, that is my clear number one. Um, there's about five of them I really like, but Doug is is quite a bit further than the the next one for me. Yeah, I love it. I I think we've probably said this in past Doug episodes but boy every time I turn on Doug it's just a joy from like the first second you know yeah it's really hard to dislike like I feel like you just have to be kind of a grouch of a human (laughs) to to, to watch Doug and be like no you know what I mean yeah 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 I watched them both last night both of these episodes last night to prepare to make sure that you know I was conscious of everything that we're going to talk about today. And I had some stuff going on today that I was, you know, a little anxious about, but just the, the, the music and the vibe from the show, just mm. everything that they go in into the setting and the mood of the show just put me in the most calm mood last night. So that's mm. something I think that's, you know, very important with this show is just the vibe. It, it has this like calming effect with the music and the, just everything about it. Yeah, Totally. We've, um, we've talked about the way it's drawn. I mean, like, yeah. the animation's very soothing. Yeah, those, uh, like, watercolor backgrounds. So oh, nice. So nice. With these two particular episodes, and, and I guess also with most of the episodes, too, this show has a... There were a lot of moments with these episodes where I was very anxious, too. Um, mm. Just because of some of the stuff they get into, it's just, like, I know how it ends, but this this show's very good at evoking emotion out of me for some reason yeah um a a lot i can um relate to a lot of doug's uh existential crises um 
like it's it seems like really small stuff but especially when you're a kid it's like if all this stuff feels big you know like the first time you deal with it yeah that's for sure yeah the 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 beats uh just to kind of switch gears a little bit i mean the the beats kind of have like their own little like section of nick history you know what i mean like anybody who's a nickelodeon fan uh, it feels like the Beats are kind of like a real band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're a Nick fan and you say the Beats, it's not like saying, like, Doug. It's different. It's like, yeah, the band, the Beats. Um, did you guys have any, like, favorite Beats songs? Oh, boy. Now I can't get the ones out of my head that were in these episodes. <laughs> I mean, it might be one of those. Yeah. Uh, Killer, uh, Killer Tofu's probably like the most pro- i think killer tofu is the most famous um but we also we also get you know uh we hear shout your lungs out uh in my episode we hear you, you know another famous ones that i need mo allowance yeah i think that might be my favorite need which mo one allowance yeah yeah I, i'm agreed i think that's kind of an underrated uh beats not underrated they're all you know they're all great yeah 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 justin do you have a favorite yeah probably um shout your lungs out out of the ones that i Mm. watched last night um just because it goes it goes pretty hard um (laughs) but i didn't realize too like i mean maybe i did just the the songs are so well written um you know it could be an afterthought to have the beats just this fictionary this fictional band in the show but like you said they really do become their own entity like they put so much you know, thought into making clever lyrics, to making it very catchy. Um, what was it? Uh, yeah, Killer Fo- Killer Tofu. The the harmonies in that song. When I was listening last night, I was like, listen, like I was like listening to it for the first time. I'm like, this is so good. This is a good song. <laughs> I don't care that it's like you know tongue in cheek, jokey, or you know for a children's show. I'm like, this is a good song. Somebody wrote this, and it's awesome. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, the whole. It's very weird how real it all seems, um, and like the atten- and not just the songs, but like the attention to detail on Doug overall um, is kind of crazy. Like, it just feels like they don't let uh, they like take everything to its furthest extent. I guess like there's always tons of details in the background, and um, and just these like the way these songs sound. Like they they do really sound like real songs. Like they were written to be real songs. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like the beats feel like very a, like a very real part of the universe, just as like Teen Street or <laughs> yeah, uh, you know the Sky Davis and uh, Sky Davis's <laughs> like this all feels really of a world. Yeah. Uh, and and when once something kind of comes up, like the show doesn't just like move past it like the the beats come up again and again yeah um i was interested could you guys name any of the members of the beats yeah i I know a few off the top of my head there's uh chap lipman yep guitar um oh i'm having i'm having a brain fart right now but yeah I, i definitely know at least two more um from just watching it last night, but I, I just can't think of one right now. Andrew, can you name any? I want to say Wendy Nespot. Nice. Is that how you say it? Yeah. yeah, she does keyboard uh. tuba. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, man, I can't believe now, after watching these episodes a couple times each, that I can't come up with these. Uh, especially, like, the lead singer. It seems like it's... Yeah. It's a classic name. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I can't remember. Um, well, I would I would have... I, I think Chap Lipman's the only one I would have gotten had I not had this in front of me. <laughs> um, but there's also Flounder, who's the drummer. Mm. Yeah. That's tough. And then, of course, Monroe Yoder. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> That's the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, he's bass player slash lead singer. <laughs> yeah, um, and I was looking through some of their albums, like the, so. Throughout episodes, they mention um, album names. Yeah. Uh, they are uh, "Beats Me," uh, "Beat the Heat." My favorite is the "What" album. <laughs> Let it beat, and meet the beats. And also, I think "Where's My Sock" was an album. "Where's My Sock" is a single, I believe. Okay. Yeah, um, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about "Where's My Sock," of course, in this verse, is, uh, as it's a, a crucial part of Hot, <laughs> hot Ticket. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, you know, beats feeling very, very, uh, you know, just important to the kind of the Doug universe, and it, I just I think this will be a fun, a fun uh, exercise to discuss what is the definitive beats episode. Uh, as judged by um, Justin, uh, I will be defending Doug's hot ticket. Yep, and uh, I'll be <laughs> gladly defending Doug Rocks. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be so I think, glad. Did you want uh, Doug? Ho- did well, you know. Did you know we determined you... it? I think we determined it by um, we did our favorite Dougs a couple years ago, oh, yeah. and you had Doug Rocks a little higher, and I had Doug's hot ticket. Yeah. a little higher than you so it kind of yeah. worked out i think i think we're both i think we both like the episodes right yeah oh yeah i think there's there's a mutual respect here but i think yeah we both got at least initially the one we thought was but be- i mean i still think yeah. doug's yeah. hot tickets a little better mm, but okay. uh you know i'll explain why Wrong. i'll explain but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh andrew do you want to go over the categories uh sure uh we're going to be talking about the story the use of doug use of the beats, the supporting characters, and humor. Yeah. Um should yeah, should be interesting. Um we should probably, I think, start with story just so because yeah, yeah. I, I I even remember when we were doing our favorite Dugs before I had really revisited. I got these two con- episodes confused a lot, like which one was which. Mm. Um, especially because it, yeah, uh, yeah, the titles just like they don't necessarily give away what actually happens. Yeah, um, the, and so, they really are like feel like uh, different sides of the same coin. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's just like weird parallels between them and yeah. 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 Um Andrew, do you want to kick us off? Uh sure. So just to sort of recap um what happens in Doug Rocks, uh Doug finds out about his new favorite band through Skeeter called The Beats. 
we've never heard of them before. Um, but uh, weirdly, I feel, well, I'll get into it. But um, so Doug finds out about this new band and he like instantly he's in love with them. Um, and one day soon, him and Skeeter are hanging out outside listening to the beats and Roger comes by and lets them know that the beats are having a concert in town coming up. Well, 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 if it isn't the Beat Brothers. Oh, hi, Roger. Uh, what's up? Oh, nothing really. Just some good news and some bad news. First, the good. Seems the Beats are playing a surprise concert right here in Bluffington. The, the Beats? When? Yeah, actually, it's tonight. Hi. Killer Tofu. Killer Tofu. I hate to pull the plug from your amps, fellas, but aren't you forgetting the bad news? What bad news? Tickets! You need tickets! And this concert is SOS! Sold out, suckers! No more tickets? That's right, funny! And guess who bought the very last two? Just like him, somehow. <laughs> Classic rap. <laughs> um, so, uh, but as they're listening to the radio, they discover that there's a radio calling contest coming up in which um, if whoever the caller is answers three trivia questions, they win tickets to see the beats. So they get ready. They get in, go into Skeeter's room and get ready and call in, and they somehow get in. They answer two questions right, and then by a miracle, they answer the third question, and they win the On tickets. what beats album is there a really tiny, little, almost microscopic picture of Chap Lipman after his gallbladder operation? Uh-oh, uh, this one's really tough. Come on, I need an answer. Too bad, fellas. There's nothing like a live beats performance. <laughs> I don't know this one. Uh, do you, Doug? Um, Beats Me. Beats Me! Yes! Beats Me is the name of the album. Congratulations, you're going to meet the Beats! Um, we won? So, they're so pumped at uh, dinner later at Skeeter's house. Skeeter is so jazzed that he's drumming on his food and he accidentally drums the bowl of gravy onto his dad's head uh and his dad finally having it having had it with him uh ground skeeter and they are set to miss the concert um but doug of course uh being the constant optimist uh decides they can just have an impromptu uh, fake concert in Skeeter's room. So they turn up the radio and they're jamming out and uh, Skeeter's dad just gets so angry that he kicks him out of the house. Um, so they end up at the Honker Burger, but everyone in town is at the beat concert. So they're the only ones there. And who do they run into? None other than the beats themselves. <laughs> Hey, they're good. What do you think, Monroe? Very nice. <gasps> it's the, 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 the Beats. Oh, you've heard of us. Tofu. Let's jam. Tofu. Okay, fellas, I got your shake, so let's shake it out of here. Nice meeting you, Chops. Keep up the good work. Oh, and guys, catch. They air jam a quick song, 
and then they get out of there, but they, not before giving them tour jackets. Um, and then finally, Doug and Rod, Doug and uh, Skeeter end up running into Roger on the way home and discover that he ended up at the Beats concert, but way in the back row. And they don't even tell him what happened because they know he won't believe it. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, Doug does do a journal on either end, but it's a pretty short one. Yeah. Um, but uh, this this episode to me is like one of those ones that has been ingrained in my mind uh, all these years, like more than any of not any other Nickelodeon episode, but like among the top ones. Um, there's so much I like about this one. Uh, like instantly we're introduced to the beats and we like somehow within the first couple of minutes of this episode, we like, we, the audience are, uh, understand like how important this band is. And we get this sense of like, uh, excitement that Doug gets like right along with him, like as if we, the audience are discovering the band, uh, with him. Um, and I love that uh, Skeeter introduces him to it. It just feels like this perfect like setup where Doug again doesn't know what's going on and like sets up Skeeter knowing um, more than Doug. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, I feel like also this episode is almost it's got to be one of the earliest episodes that does this uh, this like modern discovering of a favorite band for the first time um like you hear it on the radio through your friends or whatever i mean i guess this has been happening for a long time but it feels like one of those for one of the first episodes that i came into contact uh with that did that kind of reminds me of um hard day's pete a little bit in that sense um i like the calling contest uh and the way that they win the calling contest Doug um, saying beats me and accidentally getting the title of the album correct is like, for me, one of the top Nickelodeon moments that comes into my head more often than most. Yeah. Something (laughs) about that. Wow. Um, Especially whenever I hear somebody say beats me, like in the real world, this is the first thing that comes to my mind. Um. Uh, I love, uh, this episode, I feel like really does the Doug thing of like things going wrong and then things getting a little better and then things going wrong again. Um, only to finally like end in this, um, ultimate, like redeeming moment that makes all the bad stuff kind of worth it all of a sudden. And in a way that you might not guess, especially as a kid, like I didn't see this ending coming up of them running into the beats. Um, uh, I, I also just like love the series, the intensity of this ending, like that moment where they kind of like grab each other at the end as the beats are leaving and they're like the beats jackets. Uh, <laughs> somehow that just gets me. Uh, it's like this just great moment between them as friends that nobody else will ever know about. Um, yeah. So uh, 
So really, I, I love how this episode goes from this series of downers to this ultimate, like, great moment. It just feels so satisfying. Um, and I feel like this episode in particular has this, like, really uh, organic way of playing out where, like, each thing that happens feels like it might really happen in real life. Like, it feels natural. Um this uh this one also has this um like i don't know maybe i'll maybe an intimacy that these early episodes seem to have like something about the way they're drawn and the way things play out um it feels like you're really with these characters um and uh i love just this like final kind of sentimental moment between doug and skeeter as they're walking away like it ah, it just feels like so triumphant, uh, even though no one else will know about it. Like maybe especially because no one else will know. It feels like mm-hmm. this super special moment. Um, so uh, that's my spiel on my love for Doug Rocks. <laughs> well spoken. Um, you know, I got some problems, but we'll we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, it should it, sh- it should be you know it should be said that we we clearly love both these episodes, but yeah, yeah. you know for the for the purpose of this, I'm just gonna absolutely tear it apart. Yeah, now. yeah. Tear it down <laughs> as much as best as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we do that, yeah. So I have um Doug's hot ticket, and the uh you know just to kind of break it down. It's a beat same kind of start. It's like Beats concert is sold out. You know, they're super bummed. They're next in line. Uh, Judy happens to have a couple tickets. So she strikes a deal with Doug that if he paints her room black, she'll give him the tickets. Um, they get the tickets and pretty much uh, it, the concert's in Bloatsburg. So uh, we it kind of takes right off. Doug and Skeeter go on a road trip uh, to Bloatsburg to see their favorite band. Uh, and uh, there's hijinks. All along the way, uh, they go to a. They're on a Beats bus. They're they're in a diner. They're in a cop car. Um, it's just like a real like. It's like Doug meets Detroit Rock City. Um, <laughs> it's just uh, a nonstop romp. Um, and I do think this is uh, the rare Doug that like never really stops moving. It, like it's 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 kind of impressive in its scope. Um, it, I think it widens the world of Doug. You, you kind of you get out of Bluffington. It's a it's a true road trip adventure, and uh, it feels exciting to be on our on the road with Skeeter and Doug. And the Beats bus, Doug, the best and easiest way to any Beats concert. I heard about it on the radio. Okay, people, I'm Frizzy, the K Bluff Beats bus leader. All I need are your parents' permission slips, and you Beatniks are on the bus. All right. It was perfect. We were totally surrounded by beat maniacs. I eat my sugar cereal, but it makes my teeth bacteria. And don't eat too much fried food! Yeah! So I think this is kind of like a unique Doug. They don't do this type of thing very often. I think the episode goes by really fast. Like each, you know, the concert sells out. Um, and really like, it's on to like, okay, uh, Judy's got tickets, uh, then we're on the bus. There's no like lingering. Like I, I, 
I, I uh, got scared for a second when I rewatched it and um, Judy brings up like, well, mom and dad are never going to let you go. I'm like, ah, we're going to have to watch an episode of like Doug trying to convince his parents to let him go. But that doesn't happen. Like we get on the bus, uh, we get to kind of meet all these new people. And I think the settings, like one thing I love about Doug's Hot Ticket is the settings are really unique. Uh, and the animation backgrounds are like off the chart for a Doug episode. We get, you know, we get to travel 60 miles to Bloatsburg. Uh, I should note that's Doug's hometown. Uh, legendary. Uh, we get oh, to ride. Man. We get to ride on the Beats bus. Uh, you know, we get to meet all these eccentric characters. Um, and which is something I think like the show Doug is so good at is like getting to meet weird one-off characters um we get like i said get to go to the diner which is a memorable set we get to ride in the cop car listening to some of the most memorable tidbits in doug history um and we get to go backstage at the beats concert uh which is to me like living every kid's dream um you know thinking of your favorite band and like getting to experience the concert in a way nobody else gets to experience it um so uh, I think, uh, like these type of, uh, these type of beats, no pun intended are, uh, well, yeah, pun intended, uh, what are, what make, uh, this episode, um, you know, I think the more memorable of hmm. the beat saga. Um, so that would be, that would be my defense of Doug's hot ticket. Okay. Um, I, I will say both of these episodes really did fly by as I was watching mm-hmm. them. Um, it was like, I don't know, Doug's very good at that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so you want to hear my problems with your... Of course. Sorry, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, I, I imagine it won't take long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, my biggest issue with this episode is the first, like, four or five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, like everything that happens in this one feels a little less uh, organic. Like it was just like these decisions were just being made, like something happened and something else happened, but they don't necessarily have much connection to each other. Um, Just as an example, uh, Judy happening to have these two tickets. It's like, it's like the problem arose and then instantly she's there to solve it. Like the yeah. next sentence, I, but, I just a little much. Ju- Judy is the person that would have, you know, concert tickets. Uh, they came up with an explanation for why. I just think it was a little, <laughs> a little much stretching okay. my uh, credulity. <laughs> um, credulity. <laughs> um, and then they have no way of getting there. Up suddenly another problem, but instantly Skeeter knows of this weird Beats bus that's out there. Like, okay, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't like this, uh, the truck daydream that Doug has when he's at the diner. Like, it feels mm-hmm. like that in particular feels really pointless. Um, I mean, I get the idea of, like, they want to have Doug uh, imagining things, but, like, this one just felt like the only purpose it was serving was to kind of pad out the episode. Um, then uh, they left the tickets at the diner. This was just like, come on. Like so many 
huge you gotta, mistake. You, you gotta I'm make, just not you gotta sure get I'm buying this. <laughs> Despite all our problems, Skeeter and I had finally made it. There was only one tiny problem. The tickets! We left the tickets at the diner! Oh no! Now we'll miss the concert of our lives for sure! Yes, I know. They have to have a reason for all this. Just like the reasons they're creating feel not good enough. Um, oh man, the last line of this episode just really bugged me. This is the best concert ever in the history of the entire world. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's it. That's it. Like, come on. That's what, but that's what, you know, that's what every kid who goes sees a concert, you know, and especially if you got to go backstage, like that's the best concert you've ever seen. That's the the feeling. And I got the feeling through the animation. Like it would have been better just to cut this whole line out, just to like show them rocking out and, you know, zoom out from there. Now you want Doug to get abstract? I don't like this line. (laughs) Doug's. That's Doug's strong suit. Abstract? <laughs> yeah. No, they spell everything out. <laughs> I'm not criticizing okay, okay. that, but yeah. Um, so overall, I think this episode was like just creating too many story threads that like never amount to anything. Um, Judy, like I feel like Judy should have had some sort of final moment or something. Um like she almost didn't even need to be in this episode, uh, but isn't it so much better that she was? I'm just not sure that it is. That's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. Um, I, oh, what I, the way that I think this episode would have been significantly improved is mm-hmm. if they had the tickets and they were getting on the bus by the end of the, or like by the time the title sequence was starting. You know what it's I mean? It's not that far so after. Like, it's a couple minutes, and in a eleven minute ish cartoon, it's like that's a long time. I just felt like this whole first section, especially, was uh, not up to par. Oh man! See, I, I I thought it like when they got on the bus, I'm like, whoa! Like they wasted no time. Um, especially especially considering like n- nothing happens in your episode. I mean, like. You know, I feel like happens. nothing happened up to the point where they got on the bus. <laughs> it's like they waited in line for the tickets. Yeah, that was the intro. And then mm-hmm. G- the whole Judy thing, which feels like yeah, like just 30 padding. seconds. This whole no, all well, all of this together was like four and a half minutes. No way. Yeah. Like this should be happening much quicker. I think I don't think so. I think I think I think your numbers are off. I don't think. Well, I, no, I know my numbers aren't <laughs> off because I was looking very closely at that. Um, but I, man, I like pace, pacing is not what I would, I, I, Doug's hot ticket. I think like it's, it just, it's not pacing exactly. It's what's happening and like why it's happening. Uh, especially that those, again, those first, you know, handful of minutes. I don't, yeah. I mean, like, it's just like both episodes do the same thing. They just arrive there differently right like you have the radio calling contest sort of yeah i'm just yeah what i'm saying is like in doug rocks it all feels to me more natural like the progression of the story that like nothing happens (laughs) okay okay (laughs) (laughs) i i mean yeah so like my argument against i guess uh doug rocks is that 
it's I think I think people remember Doug Rocks because it's it is our introduction to the beats. Uh, it, it you know, it feels like it's a crucial beats episode. But in the end, I don't think it really is. In fact, I think like what? it's a little it, it feels kind of just like a Doug Light episode. Uh, and I think we get some of the same ideas, right? Like we're going to a concert, then we lose that chance. And then, you know, in my episode, it lasts, you know, three, four minutes. And then we're on our way. We're like, we're on an actual adventure. And I think like yours just kind of like stretches Uh, out the entire episode. And it feels a little bit more like a typical teen tale of someone getting grounded and it doesn't have, I think, like the spark of my episode that like that feeling of real adventure. It's it's more of a typical um, Doug yarn. Uh, kid gets grounded, and now I got to be a good friend, and you know, not. I go think and... that's part of its strength, though. It's like it feels more natural. Like it feels like a real story. Uh, it definitely, it definitely feel like I think it feels more like a typical Doug. I don't know if that's a good thing. Um. I think that uh, the problem, like, see, you're bringing up the road trip, and I like that, but I think that that could have been a few minutes longer. Like, I think that's the strength of the episode, and they kind of, uh, they blew it a little bit in terms of, like, how much of the episode they spent on the road trip. But they didn't blow it in the fact that they did it. (laughs) For a couple minutes, yeah. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. <laughs> Doug's Doug's truck trade daydream is pointless. I would also say that like my episode to me it's like a jubilant jubilant episode. Like we get to see Doug in like kind of a very like go get him attitude, like let's do this. And I think like your episode, it feels like at times almost like melancholic. Like it, there's like sad, like downer moments. And while while it is a beats, you know, quote beats episode, there's just like kind of a feeling of like nothing's really moving in the episode. It's, you know, we're stuck in Skeeter's basement or uh, I I feel like the I feel like the episode definitely moves quickly. I mean, maybe you don't like what's happening, but if pretty well flies through these scenes. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean that like that's my major takeaway. We got two yeah, beats yeah. episodes. A team, yeah, I think one's, one's an adventure and one is like a, a, some. It's unique to Doug. Like what happens in Doug's hot ticket is different than your standard Doug episode, and what happens in yours is fun because we get to meet the beats. But otherwise, it feels like a kid getting grounded episode. I think yours might be a little bit more different, but I don't think it's. Uh, executed better. Like oh maybe, Lord. maybe mine is a little bit more of a. Uh, it's like I don't know. It has this bittersweet feel that I think, for me, is like one of the things that I kind of love about Doug is like how well it um, recreates like that feeling of reality as a kid. Like there's always this bittersweet feeling about it. I feel like. Hmm. What are you thinking, Justin? You have questions, thoughts? Um, well, just the whole the whole premise of so are we are we all in agreement and assuming that Doug takes place in the United States? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Given the accents and everything, and the <laughs> speaking English, uh, how 
how many times do like large touring bands from England come to <laughs> come to small towns in America like Bloatsburg or Bluffington? Because they seem to be like for a band so big, um, they seem to be in these small towns quite a bit. It'd be like the Beatles coming to like Punxsutawney, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, um, I think I'm pretty clear on what you guys have presented, and um, I think you all you both did a good job at. Um, pointing out strengths and and plot plot holes is that a word <laughs> um, in each other's stories um, I, I like I like I told you before we went live is uh, I'm right down the middle on all of these categories after watching them last night so this is gonna be a straight up whatever decisions at the end are based on how you presented them um, but I think I, I think I think one of you have moved the needle in your direction with, with what you've talked about. Cool. Mm. So I have my decision on this part. Well, I guess we'll be going. So long. Um, well, what, what category would you like to go to next, Justin? Um, you guys did a good job of bringing up some of the supporting characters. So, um, let's talk about them. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, my episode has you know i just noted a couple of course we've talked judy sold out did you say sold out (laughs) beats tickets how did you get beats tickets my date for saturday night bought them (laughs) he actually thought i would go to a beats concert (laughs) you you, you have tickets but you don't want to go surely you just hmm who I could give these to. Alright, what do you want, Judy? I'll do anything. Just name it. I want you to paint my room black. <laughs> well, yeah, black? The whole room? Of course, if you're not interested. Okay, okay, the whole room. Um, she's minimally used, uh, but she is used to me in a fun way. Like, so she's brief. I mean, I mean, tr- I'd r- always rather just have Judy in my episode if it's for a millisecond or 11 minutes. Uh, give me Judy. And I think the way they use her, like the trade for the tickets in in exchange for painting her room black is like a really funny idea. Kind of like Epic Judy. Uh, I could imagine the writers being pretty excited about this concept of like, all right, what does Judy want? Um, and she wants her walls painted black. So I, I do like that we get her. But beyond the normal inclusion of, you know, a, t- a character like Judy, I would argue my episode has like actual unique supporting characters that are distinctive and memorable. Um, the beats bus, like I said, is a really cool setting. Um, and we get to meet uh, a couple people on the bus in particular. We get, there's some kind of nameless characters who are, you know, chattering about beats trivia. Um, but we also get the bus driver slash guide frizzy. Uh, and he's like a really fun hippie type guy. Who's just like, so happy that there's this community of beats fans beatniks and uh you know he's kind of the guiding force until of course they get to the diner and even at the diner i kind of love his vibe of um (laughs) once we meet charlene the real life truck driver um you know he's just kind of vibing he's he's like a really fun character we get charlene uh, to quote Skeeter, who is a quote real life truck driver that's it (gasps) you beatheads really bug me huh there's nothing wrong with a little youthful excitement, dude. Excitement? Oh, man. You want excitement? Ever drive a 16-wheel monster through a blinding blizzard with only a half a tank and a prayer? Yeah, man, I have. 
Only my rig was an 18-wheel tuba cruiser. A tuba cruiser? No kidding. Why, I drove a tuba cruiser through Hurricane Wilfred. Neat. Of course, all this was before they invented tuba pumps. You had to suck the diesel out of the tank with your own lips. Now this one trucker, fella by the name of Fuel Line Freddy, on account of he had an air bubble stuck check on the his others. fuel line. Selfie late, guys. And she's kind of a fun foil in the episode. Um, you know, she starts telling these like her- <laughs> these really like heroic road stories, and Doug and Skeeter are just so entranced. They're you know, experiencing the real world uh, kind of for the first time. And it's totally kind of tripping them up in the process. Um, So Charlene is like this real fun character. Um, And of course, my favorite in this episode is Melvin. And Melvin is our sheriff uh, who realizes Skeeter and Doug have been left behind at the restaurant. And when he realizes they need to get to the beach, he's a little disgruntled. You know, he's kind of your like old generation, like, oh, you know, you kids and your music, but it turns out that Melvin is the inspiration behind the beat song. Where's my sock uh, written about Sheriff Melvin's sock. The concert, it starts in 20 minutes. We've come so far to miss it now. Concert? Well, not that beats concert. Yes, sir. But we've got tickets to tonight's show. Well, why didn't you say so? Where's my sock? I'm a beathead from the time they were making basement tapes. In my basement. No way. That song, Where's My Sock? Well, that was my sock they were singing about. Um, and I, it's just like a, it's like a weird, quick beat, but super memorable. Like, to me, Melvin is, is uh, to, I don't know. He's like one of the characters when I think about the Beats episodes, these two episodes. He's like one of the first things I think about this guy where they wrote, Where's My Sock About? about his sock. Um, so I think the advantage of my supporting characters is that we're meeting new people and they feel like fresh in the Doug universe. They feel exciting. Um, so that's a little bit about some of the characters we meet in mine. Uh, who do we meet okay. in yours, Andrew? Um, yeah. So my supporting characters, uh, the main one of course is Skeeter. Um, and in this episode, I think that, this is one that really establishes uh, things about Skeeter as a character, kind of like expands him mm-hmm. um, both in that. I love how he know he kind of knows stuff that Doug doesn't know about. I mean, in this episode, it's the beats, but like, I feel like that's a kind of recurring thing with Skeeter. Um, and, uh, and it kind of establishes like the role he has as Doug's friend too is like he's introducing Doug to these new things. Um, and it also kind of like sets him up as, I don't know, willing to let Doug in on his world. Um, so I think we get some, like, we just get some good Skeeter characterization in this episode. You really don't know the beats? Well, I, but hey, don't sweat it. When I get through with you, you'll be just as big a beat, Nick, as me. Skeet, what are you doing? I'm playing air guitar! I wanted to get a real guitar, but this was a lot cheaper. Here, you try. Um, more chops in this one, too. Uh, he's <laughs> subtle, but he's uh, but I did notice that he's a constant figure in this episode. Like, he's always somewhere in the background dancing around or something. It almost feels like just a little gag to, like, 
continue throughout the episode. Um, whereas like in some later episodes, uh, he'll appear for like one scene and then he's like disappears and reappears. And it, you know, he, he, it's like they've stopped knowing how to use him or something. Um, Skeeter's dad, uh, along with the rest of his family at the table. Um, I, but I just like love this Skeeter's dad interaction. Um, it, uh, this is another situation where Doug like really does this type of thing. Well, over and over where it's like, uh, it's a short scene of Skeeter's dad getting irritated with him, but you like get an idea of who he is and how he feels about, uh, you know, what Skeeter likes and it just like, without saying much, it sets up their relationship really well. Ooh, that drumming so loud I can't hear myself think. Skeeter, pass me the mash, the mash, you know. Uh, potatoes? Potatoes, right. So, Skeeter, tell me about the uh, thing you're excited about going to, the... Uh... A beat concert. Yeah, right. And he adds for some funny interactions. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Dink also appear in this episode. Uh, this is a very short scene, but again, I think it establishes something about their characters and the greater neighborhood of Bluffington. Oh, hello, boys! Care to try out my new highly priced digital synchronized audio compactor? As if we had a choice. Actually, we really don't have the time, Mr. Dink. No time, huh? <laughs> Perfect! The digital synchronized audio compactor smashes an entire CD worth of songs into one fantastically loud sound. <laughs> Saves time. Very effective. Like that these uh, neighborhood characters are walking around doing their thing. And what I think is really strong in this episode is that uh, Mr. Dink's invention that he shows them like does have some bearing on the story um it's not just like a random one-off thing like it you know connects back in roger i think is his perfect jerk self in this episode Ugh. um <laughs> i love him just showing up just to kind of irritate them and and he's like he adds just enough of that roger essence to um, like make everything that happens more, a little more impactful. Um, and I especially appreciate that he comes back, that they see him at the end of the story again. It's not like we totally forget about him. We see him early on and then there's like a final Roger confrontation. Great. Love it. <laughs> Great. Um, and finally, <laughs> there's the radio host who's uh, just like a weird kind of, he's got that like real radio voice and, uh, you know, he's in this episode, he's the um, like ancillary character that's not a big part of Doug's world. But what's weird about this is that they may they designed this character instead of just like having the voice and Skeeter and Doug talking to it. Like they actually show this character, uh, which mm. is just a little bit above and beyond, I think. So, um yeah, that I think covers everybody in my episode. Yeah, I, I, I to me like this category seems like it's just uh, like I don't know. I don't want to downplay it because I love the characters of Bluffington. Sure, but like certainly yours is a bit more like, and I and I do think 
that like yours is we should say yours is season one episode four and mine is season two episode 12 so it almost feels like in yours it's more imperative to like that we need we need to see roger we need to see mr dink um sure just to kind of be like okay this is the universe where mine it's like you don't have to hang out with anybody you can just kind of meet all these people so i do think that like plays into it um i i prefer like when we do write in episodes, I'm a huge fan of like just making up new characters. I love inserting people into universes. Um, and so I think that's what excites me a little bit about Doug's hot ticket, a little more than Doug's rocks, which is like, again, this adventure feel of meeting new people, getting in these different settings, like the diner, the bus, the cop car, the stadium. Um, and I have to say like of all, of all the stuff in your episode, I'm always happy to see Mr. Dink. Do I think that encounter really pays off? I don't know. I'm happy to see him, but of all the things in your episode, and I think maybe it matters because I watched my episode first yeah. when I was preparing for this, and then I watched yours. When Roger shows up, I like I literally deep sighed. Like it, it felt like I was kind of riding a, a high wave of like, yes, beats. This is fun. And it's like the moment Roger and I'm not anti Roger necessarily because I realize he serves a function in the show, but it just felt like such a like momentum killer Uh, him showing up heckling, you know, it kind of sucks the fun out of it. Um, And I just think, you know, I if if you're giving me the choice of which supporting characters I want to hang out with, I'd rather see a little bit more of mine than like Roger. Um, so I know he's not a huge part of it, but he, he, to me was like a little bit of a downer. Um, everybody else's kind of standard yeah, Doug I mean, universe. I think that's like his purpose though. And it I is. think it's not, it's not that it like feels great necessarily. It's just to me, what I like about that is like, there's always this element of like, no matter how good things are going, there's somebody to like try to bring you down i guess um it just feels like very realistic i guess and that's not necessarily in doug's hot ticket i mean there isn't like you know charlene's like not hot on the beats but like nobody's purposely trying to stop them yeah no i'm i'm saying uh it feels real too especially being a kid like it feels like for every win you get there's like a loss yeah yeah i don't know um i uh I guess the problems that I had with your episode is one uh, skater never really gets to take the lead in this one, which feels weird to me given uh, he was like how Doug got introduced to the beats in the first place. And like, Mm -hmm. it just, I don't know. It feels like he could have a little bit stronger of a presence. Um, Judy, man, it's not that I don't like to see Judy. (laughs) I like to see her. But this little scene is just annoying to me. It's like she suddenly shows up with the tickets. Perfect. Solves the problem. And then paint her room black. I'd be even fine. I'd be okay with that if there was some follow up to it. But just like mentioning paint her room black, it just feels like a throwaway. No, no, you don't want the follow up because you you just want to keep the story. That's what I'm saying. Like these little moments, sometimes Doug can get hung up on them. And I find it so refreshing that this episode was like, hell no, we we got a concert to get to. It just feels like her only reason for existing is to give him those tickets. Uh, yeah. And 
it never comes. I just, I need like some other, something about that, like close it, like close that story loop somewhere. Mm. I don't know. Like show her um, room black. I don't, I, I, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what would be the thing that would be satisfying, but yeah. something. Um, Ooh, you know what they the should have bu- done? They should have, they should have like showed her room black, but like some, like somewhere on the wall, Doug, like, writes the beats or something <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah um yes any kind of follow-up i would be happy with um the bus leader i just wanted to note is the same character model as the radio announcer from doug rocks mm. uh which i will give it i will give this episode the uh credit that it creates a lot of characters but this is not one of them exactly um the Beats fans I liked, but like I felt like were totally underutilized. Like that, this is where that couple extra minutes could come in handy. Get to know these Beats fans a little bit more. I almost um, feel like that's an argument for for my episode, which is like, man, it's so good. I need more of all of it. Like, it, it you know, there's not a moment where you're like, oh, come on, get through this. It's like actually like, give me more time to just. Linger. Well, there was definitely a moment of that for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple moments, actually. What am I talking about? Sounds like you're loving it. <laughs> um, I will say that Charlene and the Sheriff are pretty good. Yeah. I like both of them. I feel like they, for the characters that they were, like they got the perfect amount of time. Yeah. That felt it, good. And they feel um, they feel a little different than like a normal co- Doug character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, yeah. they feel like a little outside the world. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah that was effective. Um Pork chop was weird in this episode. He was just barely in the beginning and then never showed up again. That's sure. kind of dumb. Um, overall, I just felt like they were cramming just a few too many characters in here. I would have liked them to get rid of the ticket booth girl and Judy and like replace that part of the story with some way of getting on the bus faster and like getting to know the beats fans more, you know? Okay. That sounds like a story complaint. Mm, too many characters. That's what I'm saying. Too many characters to do all of them justice. But you said you like Charlene. You like Melvin. There I really like a couple of them. Frizzy's in your episode, so you can't dislike him. Uh, well, he gets a knock for being a reused character. A knock? Your whole episode yeah. is reused characters. But <laughs> he's supposed to be a different character in your episode like they just reused the model of him changed oh. the color of his skin or whatever and all right tough crowd tough crowd <laughs> um just uh well i don't i don't have much more uh, andrew do yeah, you have anything? No. Uh, uh, justin do you have any uh, anything you want to add here questions or thoughts yeah just right off the bat i, I initially thought that that was the same character as the radio uh. contest in my mind at least when i was watching them back to back i thought he was just reoccurring uh, yeah, as does, someone, you know, does, I think that that would have been. Does better, he have a name in yours, Andrew? Um, I don't think so. I don't think they introduced him in his episode, but I feel like that's the same guy. Okay, yeah, it's possible. Um, I mean, the reason why I I'm led to believe that he's like supposed to be a different character is because um his whole like demeanor and voice is and the color of his skin it was like blue in the first one now it's purple i think Mm. um just like little changes that feel like 
they were trying to differentiate him. I feel I feel like it would have been better had they just kept his same voice and like just reused him. But hmm. um, anything else, Justin? Uh, no, that's you guys covered all of my thoughts about it. Okay. Later, beatheads. Uh, where should we go, Justin? Uh, let's move on to Doug. Use of Doug. Yeah. Use of Doug. Okay. <laughs> um, well, my episode, I feel like this is a, a classic Doug is the outsider one. Mm. You know, another one where he doesn't oh. know about something, which may, maybe it's just me, but it feels I like that because I guess maybe I felt like that a lot. Like, I just don't know this stuff as a kid. Mm. Um so it, it just always feels like uh, I can sympathize with Doug in that situation. Um, he uh, It kind of like shows off his naivete, as the episodes often do. Um, just him being totally new to this world. Like he's never listened to music, it seems like, or a band before. And he just like... So this like... Uh, one of those discovery episodes for him where he has that moment of like the whole world feels like it's opening up to him on, in a way. Um, I love this moment of him staying back with Skeeter that like really stuck with me uh, that like, even though Skeeter was grounded, he said he would stay back with him and not go to the concert without oh, him. Oh man, I can't believe I blew it. Ah, oh, forget about it. Skeet who wanted to go to that stupid concert anyway. Hey, funny, don't tell me you're going to miss the concert to stay home with your loser friend. Come on, it's time to meet the Beats. Go to the concert without Skeeter? He's right, Doug. Go ahead. Then you can at least tell me all about it. Gee, I don't know, Skeeter. I mean, this would be my first and probably best concert, but I'm not sure I want to go without you. Don't worry about me, man. I'll be fine. I'll just watch the, uh... uh... TV? Uh, which is just like a real... Doug thing to do and it made me think like would I do the same thing you know I would um, I mean we were friends when we were this age yeah, yeah. and if I don't know what band did we like like Harvey Danger or something like if Harvey Danger oh, who who do we both like Real Big Fish let's say Real Big Fish if Real Big Fish were coming to town and we had tickets and I got grounded which is a likely scenario when we were 11 <laughs> And you said, like, I'm not going because you're grounded. I'd be like, you're a freaking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know that's what makes that's what makes this so memorable. It's like (laughs) Doug is just such a good guy. Such an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like he's just trying to stick by Skeeter so much. You know, he's always trying. He's trying to do the good thing to the point where it's like. It's beyond, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's uh, that always stuck with me. But um, sure. <laughs> um, uh, again, this like as he's trying to cheer Skeeter up in their bedroom when they can't go to the concert, like put on this like you know imaginary concert. Um, it's just another like it's just that that uh, I don't know that way of Doug where he's like always doing that thing that's like. It seems impossible almost like to be that cheerful and like optimistic. Um, uh, it, it just like shows how kind and passionate Doug is as a character. Um, and I think that 
the way he discovers the beats in this episode just like feels so authentic. It's like you, you, the audience, are feeling it with him. Uh, like the discovery of this new band, and it feels real. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I think there's just like a lot of Dougisms in this episode that like define for me in a lot of ways, like the series and why it's in some ways so good and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think like um, the use of Doug in both these episodes make natural sense. Like where Doug is, is being introduced to this band. Um, So he almost feels like a debt of gratitude to Skeeter. You know what I mean? In yours. Yeah. And in mine, they've, he, at this point, they're just both fans of, of the band. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's almost feels like, you know, Doug, Doug kind of takes the lead in mind because it's no longer like about like figuring out who the beats is. It's just kind of like, you know, getting to the concert. Yeah. Um, and I think like my episode is, I, I, you know, your episode, I think is like, yeah, it does show Doug's kindness. I think mine's more like Doug out of his element a little bit. Like he is doing something kind of exciting uh, for him. Um, but he's also totally embracing it. So we don't have to deal with, you know, besides the one dream sequence with the with the truck, which is really brief, there isn't like your typical like neurotic Doug breakdowns or like crisis yeah. of identities, um, which I really appreciate. Like that can be good from time to time. Like there is room for that in Doug. But I like that, like the whole concept of my episode is that like, yes, I want to go see my favorite band. I'm going to do something I've never done. And instead of having like meltdowns every five seconds, it's really just like Doug. I, I'll call it like Doug unleashed. You know what I mean? It's like it's like if Doug could, you know, the way he always imagines himself actually taking place where he's like doing something kind of adventurous for him, not not for like a 30 year old man or whatever, yeah, but like yeah, yeah. for for Doug, it's pretty adventurous. And so um, I just think like even like the fact that he pretends to be a roadie like that would be in most Doug episodes, an eight minute dilemma of like, do I, do I break the law? Call me crazy, but Hey mister, need any help unloading that stuff? Well, sure. Just grab a guitar and follow that amp. And in this episode, it's like, hell no. Yeah. I'm going to pretend to be a roadie. I want to see the beats. And then they get to go backstage and so, you know, they're getting the cop car like he's doing whatever it takes to see this band with his best bud. Um, right. They had such a disappointing experience in Doug Rocks up until the end. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of. <laughs> that this is like their chance to kind of redeem it. And it feels just like, you know, really, really exciting. Um, so I, I this is this is a Doug I could have used a little dash of more over the four seasons hmm. um a, a Doug that's just like less less panicky and a little more like this is what's gonna happen okay um, yeah well I'll tell you what my one problem with Doug in um in uh, Doug's hot ticket is that Judy is... gives him the tickets no with Doug himself <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> but yes that's probably uh <laughs> Is uh, he okay? Let me just lay this out for you. He sure. doesn't think to get in line earlier than the couple hours 
fine, fine. <laughs> okay. He forgets the bus. All right. And okay. then he forgets the tickets at the diner. I just, this just is not Doug. I don't believe this. He's more conscientious you, than this. Uh, but he wouldn't, he, but he's, like two, he, two he's of a, these things <laughs> I can accept, but the third. Which one can't you accept? The the worst one is the forgetting tickets at the diner. Like, would he no. take them out of his pockets and put them on the counter? No, 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 no. no. We, so, so he's a fish out of water here. I mean, he is in the middle of nowhere at a diner. He turns around. The bus that they're traveling on has left. Yes. Uh, I, this is like, you know, this is a magic recipe for disaster for an 11-year-old. I um, understand, but Doug is very the way Doug is. You know, he would usually, be like... That's what makes us on, a, that's be what on top of one of so exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, okay. Uh, what what else? What else? or was that the main thing? Yeah, that that's my main. Okay. Gripe. No, I I don't have a ton here. I I think like it's just your preference, and my preference is I I, I shouldn't say preference because there's plenty of like. Doug episodes where Doug is kind of doing what he's doing in your episode, which is he's a good friend. He's super conscientious. There's room for that. I just think these episodes put up against each other. I'd prefer to see my version of Doug and hot ticket than just kind of the like, you know, typical Doug storyline of, uh, of course he's not going to abandon Skeeter. I I mean, would I, would I abandon Skeeter in a hot second? But like, I know Doug's not. In a hot ticket. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I, I can get behind what you're saying, but also remember how early mine was, my episode is. And like, For sure. We're, For sure. we're still establishing even who Doug is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we, it, we have to know that he's just a boring dude. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um. I know it's not a category. I do like getting to see Skeeter. I always love being in Skeeter's room in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something like that. I think that's like my favorite uh, indoor set on Doug. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I love seeing like outside of uh, or like the other people in the neighborhood's houses. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. Um, any uh, any questions, remarks, Justin? I don't have any. No, I'm kind of boring here. You guys are covering everything that I would ask. <laughs> All right. That makes me feel good. We're doing our job here. Yeah, you guys are doing great. Move it! So we only have use of beats and humor. Where would you like to go? Let's go to humor and save the beats for last. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so I don't... Let me just start with a question for you guys. Do you think Doug is like, um, did Hilarious. you think Doug was funny when you were a kid? Like the show? Uh, I, I mean, I think it's humorous. Like I, it's not something that I'm laughing out loud at, but like there's stuff that happens in almost every episode that I'm, you know, chuckling inside it. Okay. Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. I never thought about why I liked it. Um, other than it's relatable. Yeah. Um, there are moments. There's a lot of moments in the series that are really funny. I think there's some in the episodes we're talking about. Um, but yeah, I guess I never, that wasn't the priority of why I watched Doug is to expect to like 
you know, be rolling on the floor laughing. Um, kind of like, you know, like a zany <laughs> thing, like a, like a Rocco or, yeah. um, it's more in line with like, Hey Arnold, where there's, I think there's a lot of funny moments, but it's like the feel and the morals and the, like learning about life through the episodes kind of bit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there are, there are quite a few funny moments, but I don't think it's like the show itself is just straight hilarity the whole way through. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I only asked because like as I was doing the preparing the category, I, I questioned the wisdom of having a humor category mm. because because not that it's impossible to do, but because yeah, I thought like well, humor is not actually why I came to like. I wonder if like animation would have been a more interesting category or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, anyway, sorry, I, I digress. Um, so in Doug's hot ticket, there is a couple sequences here that I think are particularly funny. I've mentioned painting Judy's room black. I just think that's a good joke. Um, I know you hate the inclusion of Judy here, but I think if you're going to have Judy exchange tickets, the, the exchange of painting a sibling's room black is a really good joke, but easily the best joke. uh, I think in either episode is the, is the dream sequence of the old beats and Doug and Skeeter. Like they're all old men slash woman. Uh, and you know, the beats are reminiscing. They're talking about how the show in Bloatsburg was the greatest show they'd ever played. We're back live with, and who could forget these guys? No one can forget how great they were the beats. So tell us of the 5,000 beats concerts. And you remember them all. I'm sure. What was the best one? No question about it. Had to be that time we played Bloatsburg. Yep, Bloatsburg was our biggest beach blowout ever. We played all night. Oh, man. I mean, Misty. I just think I'm on, I think I'm pretty well on record on this podcast as not loving the dream sequences generally in Doug. Um, but this one, like, actually made me laugh. Uh, I thought it was a really clever way of kind of visualizing uh, the excitement over a concert and wanting to go to it and uh, seeing the beats old and Doug and Skeeter old. Uh, just a good joke. Um, second to that is <laughs> Sheriff Melvin's uh, Where's My Sock story, um, which, you know, this dude is just like a maniac cop. Um, he is just rattling off this insane story of the beats writing this song about his sock. And, uh, it feels, it feels almost beyond typically like what a Doug episode would do. Feels more like a, like, um, I don't know. Just feels like a little like edgier, funnier than typical Doug. Um, one of, I, I think a sneaky good joke in this episode is they're so impressed with the truck driver, Charlene at the diner that they ask her for her autograph. I got her autograph. Charlene clutch first. Wow. Maybe we can get the beats autographs when we get to the concert. She signs it clutch first. (laughs) (laughs) Just a good joke. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I would say like the, the things I really loved humorous wise is uh the 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 old beat sequence uh sheriff melvin and the where's my sock story uh and charlene at the diner just kind of reminiscing about her insane tales um are all stuff that you know for a doug made me chuckle um yeah i agree those are the best 
all the best funny stuff in the episode. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, in mine, um, I'll just go down the one, the moments that I thought were funny. Uh, Doug's first daydream of um, being on stage as he first hears the beats. And part of what I like about this is that it's like him. It's like he hears the beats for the first time and then it sends him into a daydream. Like they're so good. He's like imagining himself rocking out. And the best part of it is uh, Patty at the end. He's so cute. Um, you know, uh, I like him imagining Patty saying this. It's just funny. Um, Mr. Dink's audio compactor. I thought it was just this idea was funny that you would, you could listen to an entire album in one burst of sound. Um, just a humorous, good Mr. Ding invention. Um, Roger buying the last two tickets. I thought it was funny. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> you mean just soul perfect. soul crushing perfect roger <laughs> thing <laughs> um skeeter annoying his dad is great uh just how mad his dad is getting um that uh, that interaction in this episode in particular feels really real um but it makes me Try that counting to ten thing. One, two, ten! All right, buddy boy. You're, you're that thing where you can't leave your room because I said so. Grounded? Move it! But, but the concert! Now! And then uh, Skeeter imagining being by himself. Uh not be able to go to the concert he has this moment of like imagining himself in a white room in front of a tv like saying well i'm all alone by myself well here i am all alone by myself um and then finally um getting one over on roger in the end like, it's not hilarious. It's just like a nice, happy, humorous moment. Like, Roger got to go to the concert, but they got the better experience in the end, really. And like, just laughing to themselves. So, I mean, these aren't like, I wasn't like uh, laughing out loud necessarily, but they were just, they were, I think in this episode, they're all like really thoughtful, um, jokey moments. Um, like it feels like they were all really thought out and I don't know, fit into the story. Um, I'm trying not to sound like a jerk. I just didn't think your episode was very funny. Uh, (laughs) but, but again, my question was really, is Doug funny in general? Uh, you know, the Mr. Dink part kind of made me chuckle, I guess. Um, but I think, like, again, your episode just struck me more often than not, like, more sentimental than humorous. Uh, I mentioned that there were a couple moments that I actually felt kind of like, you know, somber uh, kind of serious moments. Um, and 
I just didn't quite laugh as much during your I, I like bottom line is I didn't laugh quite as much during your episode okay. uh, compared to my 11 minute laugh fest. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um I mean, I'm kind of a sucker for the like the depressing funny, like the Skeeter mo- Skeeter imagining himself in front of the TV, like it's like on one level it's depressing, but it's also funny just like how depressing he's making it out to be in his mind. Yeah. Yeah. I like that stuff too. I think your delivery of it was like funnier than Skeeter's. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No way. His line there, like here I am all alone by myself. Yeah. I still think your delivery. I mean, in your episode, I thought the beats being old was definitely the peak of the funniness in it. Um, Thank, Thank you. So, uh, <laughs> the where's my sock thing was funny, you know. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like laugh out loud though, or anything. Um, <laughs> you didn't lol. I mean, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I don't think your episode was all that funny in particular. No, Doug, um, Doug's not funny, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's I got mean, a particular it, type of humor, yeah, it's humorous, yes, yeah, you know, it's like funny in the same way that like Charlie Brown's funny. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, this is simultaneously very funny and very depressing at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, but you did love that Beats segment in mine. I liked it. <laughs> I loved it. But I, you know what I think is, like, a better version of that, what? almost? Is uh, the, the Doug's band episode where he's, like, imagining them... Old, like yeah. after the band has been a huge success, and <laughs> yeah, Doug's Doug's Garage Band, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, thoughts, Justin? Anything else you want to get into? Any, any laughs we missed? Um, just to go along with the whole um, Roger bit, you know, I think that it was funny him getting invited to dinner and just like <laughs> he's obviously such a jerk and. Like, he seems to be there quite a bit in the episode. Like, they just willingly let him into their house. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you know, whenever he go, when they go to win the contest, like, why did he, why'd they let him in with them? Like, I would have been like, <laughs> yeah. you're not coming in my house. <laughs> he's such a yeah. jerk. Yeah, he's terrible. That is pretty funny. And seeing him, like, sitting at the dinner table with Skeeter's family, it's just like a weird yeah. <laughs> juxtaposition. Yeah. When he's like, uh, when he asked if he could help set the table to Doug's mom, that moment, the way he acted there just reminded me of, um, goo from, uh, my brother and me <laughs> just yeah. like kissing yeah. the parents, butt, and then like being yeah. mean when they turn around. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was, that was one that just to tag along with the whole Roger getting tickets and being a jerk. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll be going. Oh. How long? All right, well, Andrew, that brings us to the last category, the use of the beats. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, I mean, Doug Rocks is just soaking in beats. <laughs> Wouldn't even <laughs> exist without the beats. Pun intended? Um, <laughs> uh, what's what's the pun? Soaking beats. Oh, is that a <laughs> thing people do? I, I don't know. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> Wait, aren't they Maybe pickled in, in like a jar? Yeah, I thought they were pickled. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. I know what you're like, pickling beets or something. So, yeah. no pun intended. 
No. <laughs> um, so, uh, maybe the best part about the beats in this episode is even though this is like the first time you're hearing anything about them, it's just like how we immediately, within seconds, get the picture of what's happening. Doug is just so good at doing that. Um, and it's like they have, they, it's like before the uh, title sequence almost, you already feel the like mystique and, um, just like strangeness of this band and like what it's like to find out who they are for the first time. It just like feels really good to me. Um, this is, uh, it's also, I think important to note that this is the introduction to killer tofu and where's my sock. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the use of the beats memorabilia throughout Skeeter's room. Really cool. Uh, chap Lipman's sock. Um, and of course, like the trivia contest. I love, I mean, both of this, these episodes kind of have this, but this, like, running beats trivia that they do throughout these episodes, I really like. Um, it just adds to their, like, like these nonsense facts adds to this mystique around the band somehow. Um, meeting them at the, at the very end of the episode feels like this momentous moment. Like, just this... This impossible thing is happening, but it feels like somehow real too. Like it could happen, theoretically. They stop at the local burger place, and they're the only ones there. Like it just feels so special. Um, so I mean, I think the strength uh, of this episode with the beats is like how simultaneously mysterious and real they feel throughout the episode. It's like this unattainable band but then they happen to meet them at the end it's just this like it's a great feeling like the roller coaster from just like finding out about this band to meeting them finally it's it so uh, yeah I don't know it just feels like a very special thing yeah um, I mean the beats are special they are I think oh, yeah. we, we've mentioned this a couple times times like your episode has the function of like introducing us and then yeah. my episode you know we know them and, and that we get to get to know them a little you, you get to find out just more right like just deepen it a little bit yeah um i did note so like the music used in my episode we get to hear killer tofu as we do in yours uh we get to hear where's my sock um, which we do in yours as well, I believe. Yeah. Uh, we get a full perform, like, a, a, well, close to a pretty <laughs> full perform performance of "Shout Your Lungs Out," um, and we get the only appearance of a song, al- although it's only sung by Skeeter. We know it's a beat song, which is called "My Foot's Asleep." Um, so we get like a deep cut, right? Like for the real fans only. <laughs> My foot's asleep, asleep, wow. my foot's asleep, asleep. Wow. I got no feeling cause my shoes are cheap, cheap, cheap. Wow. This is, this is the, the deep beat stuff. Um, you know, my episode, we get to uh, have, uh, you know, I mentioned it with humor, but certainly it's part of the beats in this, which is the flashback mm-hmm. of the old beats, which is really funny. Um, I think, you know, as a kid, even as an adult, there's like something about seeing a concert 
like I've been at concerts or comedians of that I really like, and I'm always like, man, I hope this is like a show that they think is going well or like that they'll really remember. Um, and so like that's a very relatable feeling of wanting this band or thing you love to also appreciate this moment that you're both in together. Um, you know the the franticness of the beat line, the beat fans on the bus, like. You get to really get to see the beatnik community, not not necessarily like know them, but like see that this is like a white, like you know the Beatles. You know the whole thing here is that it's the Beatles for Doug, but um, you really get that sense of the rabid fan base, not just Doug and Skeeter, but this wider Beats world. Um, and uh, I think it's really like about Doug and Skeeter's fandom together, like they're this like unifying thing your episode gets us started and this my episode i think really like solidifies like the beats is important in this world they're going to experience it um they get to meet the beats at the honker burger which no doubt if you're a kid that's super special um in mine i think use of the beats like if we're talking use of the beats we get to see them at bloatsburg stadium do what they do right like if you want to see the Beats play, you're not putting on Doug Rocks. You've got to put on Doug's Hot Ticket to see Shout Your Lungs Out. Um, that's, you know, in the archives of Beats footage, the majority of it would have to come from um, my episode. So um, I think use of Beats, it's just, there's no debate. Uh, mm. It's Beat City. Am I? Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, I, I definitely like the use of the old beats, for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the main thing I don't like about the beats in this episode is when they meet them at the end, first of all, they don't remember... I mean, I, I guess that's believable. They don't you? remember Doug and Skeeter, but it yeah. just feels like... It feels like uh, a lesser version of what happens at the end of the first episode. And, like, they don't even talk about it. That seems strange. Like, they don't even reminisce for a moment about the last time they met them. Or, whatever, or like, even Wait, one line about D- it. Doug and Skeeter? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will... Uh, there is one moment in my episode when the bus drives away that Skeeter says, quote, Oh, man, ruined, ruined again. Implying that, like, the first time was a bust yeah. and uh, it's about okay. to happen again. The, they, don't, yes, they don't even have a. They don't fine. even have fond memories of your episode. That's the problem. <laughs> it's like that obviously wasn't a bust in the end, you know. Um, doesn't it compare, just doesn't compare to being backstage, I guess. It just to me doesn't feel like it has the same level of like intimacy or impact as meeting them at the Honker Burger, like face to face, just one on one, nobody else around. Like that feels just so special. I just don't think that this can overcome it like yeah it's a concert but everybody's there everybody's experiencing that you know it's cool but it's not quite as cool you don't want to see the beats rock (laughs) sure sure but (laughs) i'd rather run into them randomly you know and talk to them well they got to run into them literally like the beats step on skeeter's foot yes that was a fine moment you know yeah you know, I to me the beats feel kind of like okay. You have the honker burger, right? Like you got this like forty-five second sequence that is good, but the rest of your episode 
it introduces us to the beats, but everything else feels kind of distant from the beats. Where in mine, it's like what? this ever-present thing of pers- oh my God. pursuing okay. it. That's just insanity. They're, I mean, they're talking about the beats or dressing up as the beats in mine. Like yes. every single second about it is about the beats. Momentarily. And then the moment the grounding happens, it's just like bummer city. No, they rock out in Skeeter's room. Yeah, but that's more about Doug and Skeeter than than. But the they're beats. rocking out to the beats. They got the beats wigs on. Mm-hmm. That's what's bringing them together. It's yeah, they, they, that's holding they, this episode together. They 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 do talk about the beats a lot, but it's you know it's set in the same old places. It, it's like any Doug episode. Oh, boy, it, again, it's not the same old places though. Yet it's not Bloatsburg Stadium beats full blast. I'd arguably rather see Skeeter's house. You'd rather hang out with Skeeter in the basement in a in a fl- in a flounder wig. I'm just saying that that's more important, really, than seeing the concert oh my gosh well it is you're telling me (laughs) you rather hang out with 11 year old joey in a chap in a chap litman costume than going to i'm saying i've had some good like uh concert moments and like good uh good moments where i'm like meeting these people that i think are amazing or whatever but in the grand scheme of things, these like other moments, these everyday moments are really, or like what we think of as everyday moments are really the important ones. I'm not sure I agree. So maybe it's come up before I got really lucky and I got to play on a stage with a band that I love. And was it Guar? (laughs) Justin, how did you know? (laughs) Uh, you know, and like, this is like one of the, you know, it's my interesting story. Like, I know Doug and Skeeter don't get to play on stage, but they got to be like, carry their equipment on stage. They're behind the scenes. They get to meet them briefly. They get to see them from behind the stage. My story of getting to play with this band, I think supersedes like me accidentally running in to the band at like Denny's. Um, would it be no cool? Way. Would it be cool? No way. Yes, it would be cool, but like not on well, par. Oh. Not on par is feeling part of the experience. Okay, I can get behind that actually. But Doug and Skeeter don't play with them, so I mean, but the, they're it's just like as close as they'll They're'd get. Be, you know? Sure, sure. Okay. Um, and that's why it's the greatest concert. I mean, they, they you, from Doug's lips to God's ears, to God's ears, it's it's the greatest concert ever put on in his hometown, no less. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. You know. I guess it's uh <laughs> depends what you like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think people have probably learned a lot about you and me. You would. You are a good friend. That would hang out with me, and I would well, like I, I would leave, I would leave you in the dust in that second. Wow, jeez, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, would you expect me to stay with you if you got grounded and we had tickets? No, no. It, I mean, it would have to be like a super weird. I mean, this is a I guess a weird situation where Doug has just heard of the band, like yeah, just now, kind of, you right, know, right, right. So it feels like. I can understand him. Do, like, it doesn't feel totally weird him doing that. I'm not sure I would do that, but like, 
in this moment, he he might not fully realize like what he's missing out and because he's not like full fandom yet. Yeah, and he might not even be able to appreciate it. Like, like it's almost like for Doug, I feel like what's more important is this whole thing happening than necessarily uh, seeing the band tonight. Like, you know, yeah. he hasn't known about him for that long. It's like this whole thing is the important thing for him. Yeah, and so it's I don't know. And Doug notoriously has a tiny brain. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, Justin, uh, anything else uh, for for the beats? No, that's it for them. Later, beatheads. Okay, well that rounds out the five categories, which yeah, means it's time for Justin too. to look his stuff uh, over and kind of share, kind of category by category, his uh, his decision. So I already, I've already made my decision on all the categories. Um, so I just want to throw out a question. If we're just going literally for what happened to Doug and Skeeter, um, you know, getting that intimate meet and greet for a few seconds versus sharing a, a larger experience and getting to watch them from the stage, which would you prefer? Because that was, I still don't know what I would think would be better. I... I honestly think the just like meeting these people separate from everybody else is the more impactful moment. I mean, I don't know. I've I've seen a lot of concerts, bands that I wanted to see, and that's very cool. Like, it's awesome. Um, if I had this like moment where I could talk to them or something, I just feel like it would be that just a little bit beyond um, the regular experience. It's worth noting, and this is not like for the debate, but like they don't really talk. It's the interaction at the Honker Burger is a little strange. They like, they sing Killer Tofu and the beats like are into it, but they don't like chat. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, I, it's tough. Cause I think there is, there is like a, there is like a dreaminess to that honker burger. I, first off honker burger at night is cool. I, I don't feel like we get to <laughs> yeah, hang out yeah. at the honker burger at night That's a lot. True. Yeah. Um, so I think that adds to like the dreaminess of it. It was like, Oh, they're at the honker burger. It feels late, right? Like Doug yeah. and Skeeter shouldn't even be out. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and so like then that the band showing up at the honker burger late at night, like there is a dreaminess about this, but I, I still think like having experienced both seeing, you know, not quite what Doug and Skeeter do. Like I've seen kind of famous people in weird settings where it's like, whoa, like, is that so-and-so? Um, and getting to have not the exact experience of just standing backstage, but an experience where I've gotten to meet a band on stage and like participate in some way. It's just like, to me, it's not even close uh, like having well, experienced a, it. I mean, that is a whole nother thing. You know, if they got know, up on stage and playing with them, they I got, think the, it's they got to set up their instruments. That's a pretty huge difference. I think. Okay. Um, I mean, getting to be up there and play with them, like that's, a, you know, that's kind of transcends these. Yeah. That that's was like the ultimate. The cake. <clears throat> yeah. But I feel like, I feel like if I'm putting it into terms this way, because I, I can see it from both sides and that's why I'm torn. Who knows how many people got to rock out with our, like with an air guitar 
with the band, you know, that was, we know for sure it was just the two of them. Yeah. As far as being a, every single roadie has, has set up, you know, their equipment for them. Every roadie they've ever had has done that job and got to watch from that area. So by rarity, it's more special that they had that personal experience, but it might've been more, um, I guess it depends what you're into. Like, are you into meet and greets or do you want to watch a good show from the best seat in the house? Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's cool that they get the jack. It's like they get that moment at the honker burger, but then when they throw them the tour jackets. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I love that. Uh, maybe that's some like materialism speaking, but like, oh, cool. Like we also <sighs> got tour jackets. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it is like they have like some tangible proof. Even yeah. if they can't prove it to anybody else, like they have something that proves it to themselves that that just happened. Yeah. Oh, and the restraint they show with Roger there at the end, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> just beat the crap out of him. <laughs> My new pink beach jacket. Um, so you you are torn, Justin. Like, there's not one or no, like you you don't think it, you think it's just kind of close because I know you you're someone who really enjoys concerts, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going to one Thursday. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, I, I enjoy concerts, but I also enjoy meet and greets. Yeah. So maybe it would come down to which band we're talking about. Because there's some bands, mm. like if it was a legendary band that I liked their music, but weren't necessarily my favorite, mm. I might not care individually to meet them. Mm. Um, and depending how their character is, like if they weren't if having a reputation of being so fun to meet, then maybe mm. I would just want to watch from stage. But if yeah. it was someone that like, I idolized for their musicianship or, you know, whatever. And like admired them as a person, maybe I would want to meet them more. So yeah. maybe that's how I would differentiate it. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that's now been that on I'm... my mind since I watched it last night. I'm like, those are both <laughs> cool, but like very different experiences. Yeah, for sure. So, and I think the story comes down to, um, there's spots in the, in the series as well. Um, so a lot of the story for Doug Rocks was a lot of setup, a lot of um, a lot of introducing the beats, um, a lot of character building between Doug and Skeeter, um, learning about the band through you know the trivia and and I think those were all strengths. Um, I think that getting the beach jackets and just like the natural development of, of the story was 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 a strength. Um, you know, there's kind of like piece by piece they're building this legend of the beats so then with doug's hot ticket felt more like a a wild ride you know a little bit more unpredictable than just establishing who these people are um very quick segment to set up that 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 the concert was sold out um kind of like it's kind of felt like it jumped around a lot which you know can be a strength or it also could be like you know we're moving real fast here um i liked that we got to go to different settings uh, in Doug's Hot Ticket. Uh, like Joey was saying about, you know, we get to experience the bus, we get to experience the truck stop, the stage, the parking lot, uh, the inside of the sheriff's car. So it felt like it was moving quick because there was a lot of stuff going on in a lot of different settings and characters to meet. Um, I have a lot more negatives with that being said. Um, it did feel very inorganic to me, like Andrew pointed out where, you know, it's like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. And, you know, it just felt like we were just 
everything that could go wrong was going wrong. Um, a plot hole with the Beats bus. So I don't, I don't know. So they found out about the concert late, um, or they 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 didn't get tickets in time. So they're getting the tickets very late, and I don't, I don't know. Like the stadium was pretty full. I feel like the Beats bus, if they knew about that, would have had more than a couple people on it to get there. So I felt that that was kind of like, really, they made it onto the bus, you know, like, um, yeah, I think part of the story too, with the daydream with the truck was completely unnecessary. There was just a lot of wild twists and turns in this one. And I could argue that that was more exciting, or I can argue that it was kind of, you know, distracting at times. Um, and leaving the tickets at the diner and just all this, all the hijinks, to make this seem like it wasn't going to be possible for them to get there. just seems like they kind of overdid it. Um, I feel like the, that Doug rocks was a lot more cohesive. It was moving at a, a pace to where you could digest it. Um, honestly, Doug, Doug's hot ticket just gave me anxiety the whole time. (laughs) I'm like, Oh my, Oh my, Oh my, Oh my. Like the whole time, like how can this get any worse? And then it had a payoff in the end, which was nice, but. Yeah, so I gave I gave that one to Doug Rocks just because I felt it was more of an organic story. Um, it took its time to to set up things to move at a pace that you could digest. Nice, cool. So then, supporting characters for Doug Rocks, we have the classic traditional ones, which at the point you know where where this was in the series again, we're still developing them. They seem to take a little bit more time. You know, we get more time with. Skeeter and Roger, and it's more of like a buddy bully kind of um, aesthetic. I feel like they did really good work with Dad at the dinner table. And um, is Dale the little brother's name? Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kind of liked him mimicking everything too. I felt like I felt like it felt like a family, like sitting around the table. You know, someone's excited, and other people are getting a little bit annoyed with it. Just kind of felt more real. Um, but then again, I feel like with Doug's Hot Ticket, we had a lot of new characters that kind of made it more interesting and like a standalone, like if you think of this episode, you think of these characters where the characters were a little bit more lent to just this episode than just the whole series. So kind of stand out a little bit more. Um, I do disagree kind of with the Judy part. Um, I kind of felt like she was like Mr. Dink in where you guys said it was the Mr. Dink was kind of forgettable. Mm. I felt like the Judy thing was very quick. It was, it, it's always nice to see Judy, but I don't think other than to s- give an explanation to how tickets became available. It was just kind of forced in there real quick. Um, I, I, I'm just, I'm considering the, the DJ guy, the same character. Um, I think he, he gets a lot more development in Doug's hot ticket. Um, the characters, like the the fans on the bus, I mean, I live an hour and a half from Pittsburgh, so most of the concerts I've been to in my life have been some sort of road trip to get where I'm going. And, you know, you meet the people along the way, you see everybody with their, their gear on, and you know where they're heading. And I don't know, it just felt real. The characters felt like kind of essential to the story and like what I, what I have experienced as far as traveling to shows. I thought the truck driver, she was great. Um, it kind of felt like, like, why are, why are we sitting here listening to her? Like, you have a concert <laughs> to get to. 
but like there was there was a lot of charm to her so as a character i thought she was great mm -hmm. um yeah. even though i really just wanted them to like like look at their watch and just get out of it. <laughs> like what are you guys doing it was giving me so much anxiety like um because like i said i travel for shows and i'm like i'm always like where's my tickets check for my wallet like you know like why are you they told you not to not to be late um and then the sheriff melvin he was great too um that that reminded me of a lot of shows too where you're standing in line or whatnot and you hear people telling their stories, you know, a lot of them sound very far-fetched like, Oh, I know this person. They're my cousin's gardener or something. And they actually helped play drums on this song. It's like, okay. Like, you know, so that sometimes the tales can get pretty tall um, when you're talking to other fans or overhearing conversations about a band you like. Um, so with all that being said, I felt like, uh, even though the characters in Doug Rocks were very dynamic and it was good showings for them, I really think that the hot ticket just had more more range and just more special to the episode um, because they most of them only had existed in that in that episode. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, kind of like sense. a timestamp of that episode is just these people. Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like it was classic characters versus something fresh and. We got to spend a good amount of time with these people. So the use of Doug. <laughs> so, again, we're early in the series. We, what we know about Doug, um, they demonstrated pretty well. You know, he's getting appl acc acclimated to a new area, a new uh, interest. Um, they do such a good job setting up, you know, how Doug is like falling in love with something. They, they do that throughout the series with so many different things that kids get into, you know, whether it be shoes, a BMX bike, a band. So they really demonstrate how well Doug takes to things. And when, when you see things for the first time, just how, how overwhelmed you can get with like a new hobby, you know, you just dive head first right in when you like it. Um, it demonstrates, you know, Doug's a good friend. I, I, I don't know where I would fit in, in that conversation you guys were having about <laughs> what you would do. Because I believe, I think if I went to the show, which I don't think I would have a good time, you know, I would have a really hard time, especially if the person that got me into the band couldn't go. I don't know. And then just the imaginary concert, like some of his daydreaming and stuff that just pretty much dug in his pocket, you know, doing the stuff that we all know and love and expect from him. So on the flip side of that, you know, we did get some more excitement out of Doug. I think that this was kind of out of character for Doug, like like Andrew pointed out, for Doug to not have anxiety and be forethinking about, you know, the tickets or paying attention to the clock. Um, you know, for him to get dis distracted in a conversation that wasn't a daydream. Well, I guess the, the truck thing was a daydream, but it seemed very quick. Um, it just, I don't think Doug would have gotten off task that many times you know as many things that went wrong i think that by the first or second one they would have been a little more careful yeah for him to take that chance to be a roadie too like he's so cautious and app apprehensive so it was it was like a, it was another thing where it's a fr it's a fresh look for doug um and it's more exciting but i think that for the use of doug i think for what we know doug to be and who he is i think doug rocks demonstrated that more um I think the first episode was more Doug driven, you know, Skeeter kind of handing the ball to Doug and then him falling in love with this stuff where 
Doug's hot ticket was more um, objective based. It was how do we get to this concert? Mm-hmm. Oh no, like how do we get to this next thing? It was less about Doug and more about the journey. So if we're just mm-hmm. talking about him as a character, I would say Doug Rocks would win that category. That's that's an interesting point. Yeah. yeah. Didn't think for about. sure. But we're going to go to humor next, which I think that I think that there was a lot of funny stuff in both episodes. Um, I think the humor in Doug Rocks, um, when he was daydreaming about being on stage, you know, that's just classic. Like, you know, I think that's, especially at that age, that's how we all were. We're like, you know, you, you imagine what things would be like. Um, so I think maybe, maybe the humor there wasn't like knee slapping funny, but it was more like nostalgic, like make you smile, mm-hmm. kind of warm feeling. Um, Roger, Roger getting the last two tickets and getting stuck in the nosebleeds, I thought was hilarious, especially after how much of a jerk he was. He said that from the last row, he could almost see them through his binoculars. Like I've definitely been there before when you could, you could hear a band, but definitely couldn't see them. Um, I think that, um, Skeeter's dad, at the table was just an absolute ride. I think that was the hardest I laughed out of both of these episodes, just because he couldn't remember, you know, basic thoughts and words and phrases. And I kind of liked how Dell was like egging him on by like drumming along with Skeeter and stuff. And it was just, I, I just remember getting excited for concerts and stuff like that. And probably how annoying I was to everybody around me while, while I was excited to leave or the day before. And then for, you know, Doug's Hot Ticket, I think the old beats, that was a funny segment, um, especially since, like, the greatest show they ever played was this this venue in Bloatsburg, which, I mean, for, for all we know, Bloatsburg could be, like, Madison Square Garden to, like, this universe, but, you know, I think it's just funny to think that this, this show is going to be the greatest thing to all these people, but it would also be the greatest show to the band. Yeah. And I think we've all been doing enough shows to where the bands make you feel like whenever they're in your city that this is the best show they've ever played. <laughs> um, where's my sock? Incredible. Just the song itself is hilarious. <laughs> but the story about that being his sock. That's just another thing. So like this guy's from Bloatsburg and he was inspired by like staying at this guy's house. Like how friendly are the the beats? <laughs> with you know, like they seem like it's just like right like right down the street from Liverpool or something like, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe Doug's universe only has two cities. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's just hilarious too. And I've definitely heard stories like that where it's like, you know, someone's like, Oh, my brother played on this demo of this song or, you know, yeah. so maybe, maybe it was his sock, but maybe it wasn't. And the getting, getting excited and, and like letting, Time slip away so much by getting an autograph from a truck driver. It's just, <laughs> it's just so random. <laughs> like she was a sweetheart, no doubt, but like, I don't know. Clutch first. Clutch I, first. I... <laughs> Andrew, so, if you if anybody ever asks you and I for an autograph, we got to sign clutch first. That is good. Yeah, yeah. you got you got to autograph all, all all of your space junk books. Yes, that way. space junk clutch first. <laughs> that is good. That actually wouldn't. Like that it. would kind of work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's probably like a it. clutch on a rocket ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spaceship. 
Um, so this was a tough one. I, I, I didn't know which way it was going to go, but I ended up giving humor to Doug Rocks just because I thought Skeeter's dad was just the most laugh out loud funny. And then yeah. getting the bowl knocked onto his head. I don't know. Maybe it was just the slapstickness of, yeah. of that. Dinner sequences at, like in Doug are, are pretty funny, you know, with the bomb and the meatloaf. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah they really do a nice job with those. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But then when we come back to the use of the beats. So, obviously, you know, we're just learning about the beats in Doug Rocks. So, they go through great detail. I love trivia. So, <laughs> learning about learning about the beats and getting just a lot of nostalgia for like the friends. When I was like in junior high, there was always a, you know, a kid right next door to me that was about two or three years older than me. And he always turned me on to like, you know, right when like grunge was breaking and all that stuff, like the, the heavy alternative stuff. Um, it was always turning me on to the new music. And I just remember being like Doug in that situation, just like absorbing it all and just being like, what is this world? Like, how, how did I not know about this? And um, so that was that was a really good feeling and a good use of introducing the beats. Um, definitely gave some lore and mystique about the band. Um, getting the meet them at the end, um, having them pull into the, the honker burger, even though it just seems like I don't know why they pulled over because they just they just rocked out for a little bit and left. I don't think they got any food. Um, but that was that was such a good um, way to show like the relatability with the beats too. Cause they have this huge fan base and they're very, you know, they went out of their way to pull over rock out with a couple of kids and then give them jackets. Um, so that kind of like made, made me a fan of the beats too. It's like, these guys are all right. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the use of the beats, you know, I kind of lean more towards Doug, Doug's hot ticket. Um, did get an extra song or two. You got a longer performance. So you got, we got to spend more time with the beats and their, their crew in this episode. Um, got the full concert. Like I said, you had the fans on the bus. So you got to see, you know, the way that this band has reached other people. So not just Skeeter and his love, but you're seeing all these other people like diehards traveling for the band, talking about little trivia on the bus and I just felt like it was another thing where similar to the supporting characters, it was kind of like more, it was like a, a fresh, um, we got to fall in love with the beats and, and learn about them as the same as Doug and Doug rocks. But this whole episode where I felt like Doug rock, Doug rocks was more about Doug's character and more friendship. This episode was more about the beats going on tour, you know, what they're going to be like when they're retired all about the concert. So it was more about the music and the band and less mm. about the, the friendship and the characters. Mm. So yeah. I'm going to give it to Doug, Doug's hot ticket for that one too. Mm. All good points. But that, yeah. that means the winner is. So the winner is Doug rocks with three categories. Um, it took story use of Doug and humor. And then Doug's hot ticket had two. Um, according to my, opinion based on what you guys said and that took um use of the beats and supporting characters so i guess if we're looking at that way at which characters won which i think doug's doug's hot ticket did a really good job at freshening up things you know using the expanding on what we already knew and giving us a fresh 
fun ride of, of stuff that we already fell in love with a couple of seasons earlier. Cool. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Andrew. Uh, yeah, it feels good to <laughs> have a rare win. No, no, no. You're um, on a roll. This is two in a You beat... Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, you won, you won Guardian's Curse first Silent Fever. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I feel very good now. <laughs> I forgot that I even had that under my... But, One could say that it's it feels good to, to clutch first, right? Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. Very good, yeah. Um, yeah, that was really great. Um, really thoughtful, I think, analysis. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you had a lot of good points, and I can't, you know, disagree with them. I, uh, you know, especially the supporting characters um in doug's hot ticket like i do love them i i just like wanted more of them yeah They're i really great though. yeah i i i always like i hedge a little bit towards those episodes of like new settings new people hmm. uh, maybe that says more about like me of like just i get antsy sitting around like hmm. not meeting new people or doing new things but like we mentioned i do think both episodes like your episode really serves that purpose of, you know, getting the show going, setting up like the myth. Um, and my episode is just kind of like, it can ignore all that and just be like, all right, let's just kind of go wild. I wonder if what they were thinking was, you know, what's the point of coming back to this, trying to make it to a concert journey kind of episode again? Cause they already did that in the first one. Mm. Um, what's the point of coming back to it unless they're going to make it a little bit more high stakes or different. And I think yeah. that's probably why they made it a little bit wackier and a yeah. lot of a lot more stuff happening. Because like, why are we doing this again? You know, they're trying to make it to the show. How do we make this more interesting? So they threw a lot of stuff at the wall to see what would stick. Um, yeah, and you got to get there the second time. You can't, you know, you can't have two episodes and them just like meet them in the Honker Burger parking lot again. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can't just answer a radio contest, and you know you have to unfortunately lose your tickets and get mauled by a bear and like anything that could be foreseeable. Yeah. yeah. I think this is probably the first time I've ever watched these back to back. And I think that that felt really good. Yeah. Just seeing both of these episodes right in a row. uh, It felt very natural and just like satisfying to see this second scenario after the first episode. Yeah. Highly suggested. Um, if you have access to these to, it is kind of fun to watch them back to back. Now I watched them backwards. I did mine first. Probably nice. makes more sense to do Doug rocks first. Um, yeah. I was just going through the records here. So the official versus records, do you want them? Sure. It's here. So that was your fifth win, Andrew. Wow. Um, more than I was thinking in my head. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm not agreeing. I do. Uh, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so your five, five wins, nine losses and one tie are, are infamous Munster tie. Uh, Adam's family Munsters. Yeah. As it maybe should be. Yeah. yeah. No, no problem there. Um, I sit at 10 wins, four losses um. and a tie. And then we have, we have like kind of a random, um, you know, Max is one and two. Uh, Chris is one and zero undefeated. Wow. Um, and Melissa is zero and two. Mm. So I think that's I think that's everybody. Just to give an update for people. Yeah. Um, Andrew, do you wanna do you wanna rate this up? Uh, these episodes. 
Oh yeah. Right. Um, so uh, Doug Rocks, I gave four out of five Crip Stars. Uh, okay. You know, I, we we went through it, but I I really like this episode. It's not my favorite Doug, but I do love this introduction of the beat. Maybe I should even. It might even be a four point two five. Like you, I love the introduction of the beats. Love the yes, yes, All I, right. officially. Uh, love the. Um, I, I just like this is one of those episodes again where like little moments from it will just pop into my head out of nowhere. Uh, I don't know what it is. Something about like them just hanging out and this being their like taking up their time. I don't know. It just feels like this like good friend goal together yeah. or something like it's a it's a really an enjoyable uh watch through um and doug's hot ticket i gave a three and a half out of Ooh, five dang. Um, again i really like it uh but i really did have a problem with this first like five minutes just the way it uh played out um but i'd love all the supporting characters and um, and I do admit like at the end when they meet the beats for that moment, I just feel like the first episode overshadows that a little bit, mm-hmm. but, um, but I, I, but I love them being on the road. I want to just like more on the road, even, uh, love these characters they run into. It is a really good, um, uh, advancement of like the beats story and like their relationship with the beats. Um. So, I mean, it's mostly for that uh, beginning few minutes that it just feel kind of sloppy to me that I knocked it. You're telling me that the Legends episode, the Oracle Bowl of Delphi, is better than Doug's What did I give Oracle Bowl? (laughs) A four. A four? Uh, Well, I mean, it was... Okay. You know, sometimes I give a rating based on, like, the series as a whole, not necessarily... Sure. You know, it's hard for, like, I would probably watch Doug before most um, game show episodes. Yeah. I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah. I would say at this very point, I, I might have yesterday said they're both fours, but I think that Doug Rocks is a four and um, Hot Ticket is a 3.75. They're very close, and I think they're, they're towards my top tier of Doug, both of them. Yeah, yeah. I think Doug Rocks is just a little bit more um, comprehensive with story and setting everything up, and maybe a little bit more nostalgic about it because I saw it earlier, and you know the earlier seasons tend to be more my favorite. Um, but yeah, I would say a four and then a three point seven five, definitely top yeah. quality Doug shows. Yeah. yeah, I like this. Um. Uh, Doug's Doug Doug rocks. I gave a four. Um, nice. Very solid. Uh, you know, you you can't um, underestimate introducing the world to the beats. So you know, I can't I can't yeah. be too hard on it. I I don't love. I mentioned I I, I don't. I just prefer uh, the like get out of Bluffington. You know, I I'm a I, I notoriously love. Um, Doug's bad trip the last episode. I just love getting out of Bluffington a little bit. Um, so Doug's hot ticket is really up my alley. Uh, I mean, you guys are kind of probably laugh at my score, but uh, I, I gave it a 4.75. Um, I just, to me, it's like it flies by. You meet all these people. It feels exciting. It feels like when I was a kid, like the type of thing 
that would be like a dream to me. Like if I watched this episode uh-huh. when I was a kid, I'd be like, man, this is so exciting. I, I wish that it would happen to me. Um, that's how I felt when I was a kid and rewatching them now. I'm like, you know, I definitely just, I'd rather spend time with hot ticket. Um, but both are, wow. both, both are classics. I mean, both are integral yeah. to the Doug universe. For sure. Yeah. Um, man, that's high. Like, I mean, that's pretty close to perfect episode for you. I consider, I consider giving it a five. I, cause there wow. isn't actually a part yeah. about it that I don't like. Um, but I didn't, I also, I'm trying to refrain from like overreacting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like my initial reaction was a five and I was like, you know, maybe just like chill for a second. I'll probably regret that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I, 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 I do love it. Like I, I, I it's one of yeah. it's, uh, I, it was my close, one of my close calls for my favorite Doug. So huh. um, some of these, sometimes when we're watching, like a bunch of episodes for something. Um, I definitely uh, like change my rating scale throughout that watching. Yeah. Where I'm like, where like at first, like some random episode might seem like a five to me. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I, I like get used to, you know, watching again. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is not maybe, maybe not. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, without saying what we're doing next, I'm kind of in the situation where I, I like I started so we're going to be doing a favorites. I won't say what yet. Um, a favorites list. And I started by like going back to some episodes that like I could barely even remember. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like why? <laughs> like just pick the episodes yeah, yeah. you liked as a kid and like that you actually think about, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah, yeah. you really can overthink this stuff. Yes, for sure. Um, <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> so I, you know, I think we're all agreed. These are two very good to Doug episodes. If you haven't seen them in a while, yeah. they're really fun to go back and revisit. Uh, you could like the, the, like Justin, like you said, like the beach trivia is really fun. Um, yeah. And the songs are, you know, shout out to Fred Newman. I don't know how we got this far without talking yeah. about Fred Newman, but like, Oh, he's just so good. I mean, we we've talked about the textures he's added to Doug, but like to create the beats, it really feels like this real band with these like legitimate, stupid song, like Weird Al type songs, but in this universe, not a parody. <laughs> yeah, um, you know. I mean, yeah, even I tend to lean towards like uh, episodes that have something to do with music, except for I really can't stand musicals too much. Yeah, um, yeah. there's one or two really? that I can give a pass to but um yeah you if, it, if it's about somebody that loves music you know like with like little pete or yeah. anything like that I just it's just so relatable so i tend to like these kind of episodes yeah yeah no for sure I, i'm right there with you with the musicals um yeah i mean the uh, these beat songs are so good that many people i i know uh have had them stuck in their heads oh, for their yeah. entire lives you know, it's insane. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> I mean, since yesterday, I've had shout your lungs out in my head. Yes. <laughs> so I'm wondering if, if these songs that we've heard clips of, or just people singing along pieces of songs, I wonder if every, every song has a full version somewhere. And if we could get like a vinyl oh, kind of like the oh Polaris, that could be, yeah. I would definitely buy it. That would be amazing. No doubt. Yes. Um, just yeah, a Fred, so just cool. a Fred Newman soundtrack i like i would i would i would pay money just for the you know i mean like like give me like an isolated track of that 
That is good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or all the scatting and stuff that goes on. Yeah. Like the yeah that would be amazing. Yeah. Just like a CD of Doug sound effects. Um, yeah. That would be so cool. All right. Andrew, do you want to name the episode? Sure. Uh, I actually named both of them. Yes. Uh, yes. I don't know if you do. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I named uh, Doug Rocks. I called Doug Meets the Beats. Doug Doug Rocks. Doug Meets the Beats. Yep. Very good. Yeah. Uh, and Doug's Hot Ticket. I called Doug's Ticket to Ride. Ah, really clever. <laughs> That's your masterpiece. Thank you. That's your masterpiece. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I should have thought Beatles references. I'm jealous. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, okay. So, Doug Rocks. What did you call yours again? Doug Meets the uh, Beats? Doug. Yeah, yeah. Dang. You did good. Okay. Um, I called Doug Doug Rocks. Uh, Doug's Got the Beat. Mm. Yeah. You know, not a, beat, not a Beatles reference, but, uh, you know, a reference. No, but it's good. Yeah. Um, and then Doug's Hot Ticket, I called Doug and the Beatniks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a tougher one to title until I t- heard yours. Jeez, it, <laughs> I just <laughs> that was just one of those things that popped into my head. Yeah, I, I tried to think of like other ones, but nothing was. Coming Did you me. just sit in awe of it? Like sometimes when I nail a name an episode, <laughs> like you just know when you nail a name an episode, and sometimes you're just like, Jesus, I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy with it, not that thrilled though. Right. I think, but well, I'm telling you, it was good. Um, <laughs> Justin, we got Doug Rocks, Doug's Hot Ticket. You got anything here? Not as good as I could come up with. <laughs> so for Doug Rocks, I thought something along the line of, since we're like talking about Beatles and Beats, yeah. um, Doug's Let It Beat. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, and for uh, Hot Ticket, Doug gets a little help from his friends. Yeah. Yeah. Man, these are good. Nice. I mean, not really mine, but your guys are good. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, that's cool. fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. we we will post those. Well, uh, what about for uh, Doug Rocks? Uh, Doug so heavy. <laughs> Doug so. Oh. That's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. That's that was just a goof. I'm just having a goof. <laughs> just have just having a goof. Um. Well, on our last name and episode, which was Ren and Stimpy Black Hole, uh. Mm. A sock odyssey. My name, a sock odyssey, won that one. Uh, okay, yeah. very good. Yeah, uh, but we'll post nice these. Uh, I th- I think you'll have your vengeance here. Um, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll post these, and uh, you guys can vote. Uh, and Andrew, uh, we're rounding out the thirtieth anniversary month of Ren and Stimpy, Doug, uh, and we're gonna round it out. You know, it might air in September here, but what are we doing next? Yeah. Uh, we're finally gonna go through our top Rugrats episodes. Yeah, our favorites. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I mean, I can't believe, sort of can't believe we haven't gotten to that yet. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's good that we're here. This is what I was talking about when I was like way overthinking. I started mm. like making a list. I started like searching best Rugrats episodes and like writing down ones <laughs> I hadn't seen before. Uh. And again, it's just like why. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, if you've got some in mind, 
Oh, I got I got at least like ones that have like stuck with you forever. Yeah, I've got ten or twelve that are like you know pop up in my head. It's like all right, that's enough. I mean, that's yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Who am I trying to please here? Uh, Yeah, so that'll be really really fun. Um, We'll we'll post something. You guys can share some of your favorite Rugrats. We'll shout you out. Um, In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on uh, Podbean, Spotify, iTunes. Leave us a review. uh, That helps other people find us. Um, And Justin, man, thanks for for talking beats. Thanks for talking Doug. Yeah. you, you threw out a bunch of like really interesting questions and thoughts and yeah. uh, I, the episode is better because you're on it. Thank for you sure. for making it challenging. You guys had all good points and I definitely needed your your uh, input on to helping me make my decision. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, that was great and uh, we hope we'll see all you beat Nicks next time. hear me i cannot hear either of you right now